Welcome back to episode two of Stick to Football. I'm Matt Miller, joined as always by Connor Rogers. We have a jam-packed draft week podcast for you guys, so buckle up. We're going to be talking to human joystick Curtis Samuel of Ohio State and our guy Steven Nelson right here with us. He's going to moderate a little back and forth mock draft uh, and a lot of the insider buzz stuff we're hearing here kind of at the last second. Uh, today's show going to be a little longer than last week, so uh, let's get to it, boys. Nelson, welcome to the podcast. I just apologize to the listeners of the Listen to Football Stop. podcast. You had Mitch, a.k.a. Mitchell Trubisky, to lead things off. First episode, great. Mitch Can't Raw wait. Trubisky. NFL Draft Scout then sends out a tweet. Oh, we're getting Nick Miller as guest three, <laughs> Jake Johnson, yeah. and it was, who the hell are we going to do for episode two? We well, turned, let's just find that slap dick that we work with. We turned down a lot of talent to get you, by the oh, way. I don't believe that. I had that to tell people, listen, second. Now, it, you would be surprised. The, the phone lines were burning up for episode yeah. two of Stick to Football. When you hit the, we hit top five sports on iTunes and everybody wanted to be on the show. Wow. I turned out Jay Moore for you. And we'll have Curtis Samuel so, on later. So, you know, it's going to be a little battle between right. you who steals the spotlight between <laughs> you and Curtis. I'm going to go course. with the guy who runs 431. Uh, yeah, the quietest 431 in the history of the 40 yard dash. That. But for those of you that don't know Steven, and I know most of you do because he's our host of NFL Draft Live, which we've run all year. But Steven also knows more about the Pac 12 than any human <laughs> on planet Earth. And I'm, I'm not kidding. If you're a Pac 12 fan, you probably already know who he is by now, but he's. <laughs> He's an encyclopedia there. So we're going to have some fun <laughs> mocking. We're going we're gonna to do the entire first round today pretty quickly. Of course, we'll get to the draft on draft segment. Yeah, guys, where's Stevie T going? Stevie Tuikolovatu. He's not going to make it today. Okay, all right. We'll talk about him Saturday. All right, all right. That's fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> but, yeah, it is like kind of you were saying. It is to be busy. We're going to do every pick in round one, kind of rapid fire, quickly, so yep. follow along. Uh, and then we're going to close it out with some draft on draft. Which that may have a sponsor sucks. next week. We're, We're hopeful. We're so, hoping. Uh, this week in it'll the, be. In the meantime, I'm going to drink Budweiser beer. That's what I was going to say. That's this what I was raised on. Uh, it, AKA Bud Heavies is our friend Matt Bowen. I was going to say, yeah, yeah uh, this is for you, Bowen. Hopefully yeah. you're listening. Bud Heavies uh, in the office like old times. I miss Bowen. <laughs> it's been a wild week, and it's only going to get a little more crazier, obviously, with the draft being just a few days away. We're on the hour countdown practically now. But, um, you know, one thing I do want to talk about before we start the mock draft, because he's not going to be in it now, Miller, specifically for you, is what are teams saying or what do we do about the Gary and Conley situation? Yeah, right now, like you said, he's not going to be in my first round. And I I handed a mock draft in this morning to the editors and said, boys, I feel really good about this one. I'm going to nail it this year. And then had that, oh, shit moment of nope, nope, because Gary and Conley is – I had him at 14 overall. And now – uh, we have to take him out of the first round. May by Thursday night have to have the conversation about is this guy still on the board? And you know, so like you said, what am I hearing from teams that it's a wait and see type situation? The problem is two days before the draft, there will be teams that say we don't have the time to investigate this. Not gonna, we're not gonna mess with it. And then you have other teams who maybe have had situations with players in the past of domestic violence or sexual assault where they're going to say we can't take the risk on a guy like this the teams that i would think would do the diligence you know the dallas cowboys were all over lyle collins a few years ago um they had that lined up way in advance so we could see teams right now connecting to conley through his agent and saying listen if your guy goes undrafted we've got a good situation for him and that's the the sad truth of of where we're at right now but i do not as of right now i do not expect him to be drafted well, unfortunately, he will probably not be in our round one mock then, but we are going to get the round one mock draft started. Uh, Steven's obviously going to host it because who better than him to do it? <laughs> yeah. I will be handling the even-numbered picks. Miller will be doing the odds. So, I mean, take it away, Mr. Nelson. All right, on the clock, pick number one, Cleveland Browns. Two picks in the first 12 selections for now. For now. Miller. Let's see, yeah. Uh, listen, I mean, this is a no-brainer for me should be. It should be a no-brainer for be. me. <laughs> but one thing I do want to talk about quickly here is it does sound like there's an odd power struggle between Sashi right? Brown not surprising. and the coaching staff that they're actually weighing between two players, and it's not just Miles Garrett. Which is weird because so when it comes to all things Cleveland, I don't trust anyone in the media more than Mike Silver. And if he's coming out saying they're torn, then they're torn. And, you know, one of the things I said coming out of the combine was this coaching staff really likes Mitch Trubisky. And I think one thing that that we don't talk enough about in the draft world is what happens when an owner comes in and says, 
get me a quarterback of the future or get me a home run hitter or fix the offensive line. So then if you don't want Miles, then trade out a one. And that's the thing. That's that's the smart move. If you don't want Miles Garrett, but I think they do is the problem. They want their cake and they want to eat it too. You know, so it's like mm. they want Miles, but they want Mitch, which makes it. That's why we're hearing all the chatter about coming up from twelve yep. to try to get both guys, which might be the smartest thing a Cleveland draft has ever done. But we've said that before about them on draft day too. So what's the pick gonna be, Connor? I mean, the pick's Miles Garrett. It's as simple as that. This shouldn't be a discussion, but it is. And I mean, if it's anyone but Miles Garrett, the Browns screwed this up. That's my my take from it. All right, moving on to pick number two, Miller, your beloved San Francisco 49ers. And you came off the top rope on NFL Draft Live on Monday when we did the mock draft on Facebook with some insider buzz, is that going to be the same pick here? It's going to be the same pick here, like you said. Came out early this week and said, I've heard from a lot of people that this is going to be Jamal Adams, which is way out of left field compared to what we everything else we'd heard. We'd heard Salma Thomas. We'd heard Mitch Trubisky. We'd heard Ruben Foster, Leonard Fournette. Like, this is what's interesting is this is the one guy they've not been connected to. Because John Lynch and company have shut down. shut it down, man. You guys know because you've been in the room with me on draft weekend. This used to be a team I could nail, and they have shut it down, which it sucks for people like me, but good for them because they needed to they needed to lock yeah. it up, and I appreciate that. But um, if you're listening, John, you could just call me, man. If we, we can fix this. It's cool. Uh, but I do. I think Jamal Adams. Yeah, get him on draft on draft. We're going to try. We're going to try to get Lynch What would be his beer choice? John Lynch. I think he's a, he looks like a Budweiser guy. Okay, but not Bud Light. Not Bud, no, I think he's going Bud Heavy. Thank God. What? Uh. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> Unless they want to sponsor the show, then we will drink Bud Light yeah. all day long. <laughs> Shills, both yeah. of you. No shame. All right, so Jamal Adams at two. I thought, Connor, he would be there for my Bears at three, but he's not. So what are you going to do? I thought so, too. So I'm going to go with the second best safety and a guy that has more upside, oh, and that's wow. Malik Hooker. And when you look at this Don't back end for the Bears – I mean, Adrian Amos. It's so bad. I know it's it's not great. We don't need to talk about it. It's ugly. And I think he is truly a game changer on the back end. That 20 to 40 yard range, he gets there and he creates takeaways. And he has a special ability of doing it. I don't know how you feel about this, Nelson. And listen, the Bears are interesting because they can go get that another safety, a starting level safety, but their second round pick. But if you're rolling the dice here and you want to get, you want to take a chance at getting really, really good on the back end, this guy could be the best defensive back to come out of this class. So it's Malik Hooker for the Bears. So if, if you're looking at uh, the Bears defense forced an NFL record low in turnovers last year with 11, it's got to change. Just 11. And it's mind-boggling to go from Monsters of the Midway to that. I don't hate that Malik Hooker pick. Pac-12 bias to me, says Salman Thomas. But it ain't my mock draft. It's stick to football's <laughs> draft. Moving on to pick number four. Miller, that is you, Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you dare go quarterback? I do not go quarterback. I know um, I think Greg Gabriel uh, came out and said that he's heard they might go quarterback. Mm. I'm going to go Leonard Fournette. I, yeah. I do not believe in Blake Bortles, but I do not believe in any of the quarterbacks in this draft. And Fournette's enough. your number two player. It makes Fournette's sense. Fournette's my number two player. So best player available. And, you know, like maybe this is old school of me, but I think the best way to help a, a quarterback is with a run game or a tight end. So it's, it's Fournette or O.J. Howard for me. I know they need some offensive line help. They did, you know, they traded for Brandon Albert, who is currently holding out, which is a very interesting situation to be traded for and then turn around and hold out uh, for a new contract. But they, they do need O-line help. I think a running back, yes, they have T.J. Yeldon. I've heard they are so ready to move on from him. They do have Chris Ivory, who had some flashes, but I, I love Fournette here. Um, all right, so that means your top two players off the board, Jamal Adams sits there at four, Malik Cooker is six for you. Pick number five belongs to the Tennessee Titans, one of three teams along with the Browns and the Saints with two picks in this first round, Connor. Do you get Mariota some help? Do you go DB? Here's my thought here. Everyone's putting Marshawn Lattimore there. Some people obviously have Mike Williams there, and I totally understand it. But the Titans need to just take a what I would consider a freakish talent here and worry about getting better at corner or wide receiver at 18. So that's why I'm taking Hassan Reddick here because whoa, listen, if whoa, you want an absolute if you want somebody that can play on all three downs whether it's rushing the passer, whether it's covering, whether it's playing off-ball linebacker and I'm talking weak side, inside, he's a freak and I don't want the Titans to reach here at wide receiver. I don't want them to reach here and take O.J. Howard. I'm not taking a corner with a soft tissue issue with the hamstrings and Marshawn mm-hmm. Lattimore in the top 10. 
You can get value at corner at 18. So yeah. I'm going to shock everyone. People aren't going to like it. Hassan Riddick could come out and be a top five player in this draft, so I'm going to take him in the top I'm going to be honest with you. So we've talked a bunch over the last few months, especially this week with the mock drafts on Facebook. So I thought I came in here with an idea of what you guys I did too. <laughs> that one I didn't know. Oh, Bubba, no, I did not. <laughs> Bubba, no. Is that So if it's Reddick then a guy you think could go that high, Miller? Yeah, I mean, talking to people around the league, talking to his agents, the feeling is he could go anywhere from literally 5 to 15. Mm. Um, I've thought all along that like Cincinnati at 9 made sense, <clears throat> Buffalo at 10 made sense. What's weird is this pick actually makes sense because their inside linebackers are not good right now. And so having him play, like you said, off-ball linebacker makes sense, especially yeah. in a 3-4 defense where you can cover him up. It That's one thing that, like, when you started talking, I thought, oh, he's going to take O.J. Howard. And then you're like, no, I'm taking a son Reddick. So, which makes my pick at six for the Jets a lot harder because there's some talent on the board I right mean, now. Son Reddick did the draft process right. Let's just say that. Oh, right my goodness. Couldn't have done uh, it better. Connor, tip your hat to you because you gave Miller the Niners at two at the expense of you losing your Jets at six. So, Miller, try well, and make Connor happy. I set up the order, so he didn't have a say. <laughs> yeah. okay. Come on, yeah. now. Come on, yeah. now. All right. Yeah. You're the captain. So, I did not expect the, the order to fall this way, but... Okay, so take your time I'm going to go Mike Williams because I think one thing the Jets need is a number one receiver. I don't believe in Eric Decker. I, I think that, like, I think Robbie is a three or four. I think Quincy's a three or four, maybe a stretch two. I think Mike Williams. This is not what I – I don't think they will do this Thursday night. I think Marshawn Lattimore would be the pick, Oof. and they would sprint to the desk. But I like oh, Mike Williams here. God. You know, it's so tough for the Jets because this is an awful way for the board to fall. It really the top is. two safety – they need a safety. The top two safeties are gone, and that's a huge problem for them. A player like Reddick that could do so many things with their front seven, I don't think they'll take him. But he's gone. Do you reach on a player like O.J. Howard? I pray to God they don't reach on a quarterback. Do you reach on a pass rusher like Charles Harris? They're in no man's land. And that's why you hear them fielding calls, apparently, or at least... And that's what I would try to get out so fast. And I think think ultimately on Thursday night, they get out of this spot and Cleveland comes up and takes Trubisky. Sounds like. If the board fell this way, even if Tennessee were to take Marshawn Lattimore, if the board fell this way, I would be trying like hell to get out of that spot. Yeah. Just because I don't like the value there. And... We've talked about this draft being really good. It's a really good draft, but the talent gets pretty flat right there. Like, after Fournette. And the Jets, let's face it, are not a good – they they need starters. They need to fill starting holes. And you need more picks to do that. So get out of six and get more picks. Good luck with this Chargers pick at seven, by the way. Because we've left you nothing. San Diego here at seven. Um, That's a team that Malik Hooker, I feel like, has been linked to a ton. Mike Williams has been linked to. Neither of those guys are here. (laughs) Yeah, this and is this fall. This blood's on your hands, man. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Listen, so I'm gonna go with a guy that I've pegged there before. It, I'm taking Jonathan Allen here and because once again, it's best player available approach. I'd be surprised, a little surprised, if they look to answer quarterback this early. I think Philip Rivers is 35. I think a couple years left in the tank. Don't think you need to reach on one here. Not having one of the safeties available is such a blow to them. And I'm just going to load up on that front seven. Is, all right, listen, with Danny Woodhead going, I know you, I, I love Melvin Gordon as much as the next guy. Yep. Um, is this a spot you could see a running back? It would be a huge surprise if okay. they did it in round one. If they did it later, I would be. it would make more sense. And like you said, Melvin Gordon has flashed, but it's more about sustainability right. and that he's not a, really a factor in the pass game. So that's where like someone like McCaffrey would maybe make sense yep. to them. But they feel more like a Camara or Curtis Samuel yes. kind of team in round Curtis two. Curtis Samuel would be. Well, yeah. We're going to talk to Curtis Samuel later. This yeah. would be a great fit for him. But at eight, I've got the Panthers. And there's another uh, and another There's a running back on the board. But Solomon Thomas is sitting on the board right now. And I think mm-hmm. they need a defensive end badly. And I may differ from a lot of draft analysts in this way. I feel like Solomon Thomas is an ideal 4-3 defensive end because of his size. Because at... You know, 6'3", 270 pounds, he can be that strong side defensive end. And their defensive ends are very old at this point. You know, they've, they've brought back Julius the Peppers. old man crew, Julius Peppers. Uh, they've got Charles, Charles Johnson. You trade Coney Ely. I know that they like Mario Addison as kind of that rotational guy, but I'm looking at the future here. No doubt about Salma it. Salma Thomas is the future at defensive end there. I love Christian McCaffrey. Wow. Uh, everyone knows that, but I think D.N. is the spot. Yeah, see, I mean, you went on Good Morning Football this week and said McCaffrey – at eight to Carolina, but 
at this and that at that point you yeah. believe Solomon Thomas was off the board, right? Uh, which he is not. Uh, all right, Cincinnati at nine, Connor, in our Facebook Live mock draft. This is where Hassan Reddick went, and that was your pick. And he gone. And now he gone. He gone. He gone. Yeah. This is the hardest pick I've had to make. I'm sitting here looking at the board right now, and the best players that are available don't fit their needs. What about Reuben Foster? You're not taking OJ Howard. Do you do you take Reuben Foster with all the question marks that we had? In Cincinnati, had? they've, they've and taken some character guys in the past. Here's <laughs> why I will take Reuben Foster here. Because Vontez Perfect and Kevin Minter are both UFAs at the end of this year. Yeah. I think Foster gives them an element in that front seven that they don't have, a guy that's just a heat-seeking missile, a seek-and-chase kind of guy. And I think he fits really well with their defense. And I I truly do feel the off-field stuff has been a little blown out of proportion with him. Yeah. So I, I think he's okay at not to the Bengals. D- yeah, diluted samples. Uh, t- listening to Sims talk about this, and I know Sims is a, a little different um, yes. than most when it comes to this topic especially. <laughs> How much stock do you put in that, Miller? Personally, none. Like, I think it's more of an IQ test. You know you're going to be tested at the combine. You should not fail. And I would put, honestly, I would throw some of this back on the agent. Why are you not educating your player? Why are you not keeping your player protected? And, yes, we're all adults, and we have some personal responsibility here. But, listen, Reuben Foster had some drug stuff at Alabama. I don't think that's a secret. I don't think that's breaking news. But no one was concerned about it until the combine happened. So I think he will take a little bit of a draft stock hit, but maybe to the point where the Niners were considering him at two and now they're not. So I think nine is a good landing spot for him. Ten is a good landing spot. Eleven, that's where I see his range being right now. All right, pick number ten, the Buffalo Bills. And at this point, the best player available on your board, Miller, is O.J. Howard, followed by Quincy Wilson, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Conley. Again, this um, this is board was pre Pre-incident. Um, pre-incident. Uh, and Joe Kutrubisky and Davis. Now we had Deshaun Watson in our studio on Tuesday uh, playing a Madden simulation, him versus Lefko, and the draft wheel, which we both love. All three of us yeah. love here. It's my, my baby. Um, <laughs> picked the Buffalo Bills. You're not going Deshaun sign Watson. Sign and sign. I think this may happen Thursday night. But I'm going to take Mitch Trubisky because he is my top quarterback. Mm. And they listen, there, there's some connections here. They sent the owner on the private jet to watch Mitch Trubisky work out. That doesn't happen if you're not interested. Um, so I, I definitely think that there's some connection here. Um, if he's available, uh, I think they would love for this to happen. Uh, uh, friend of the podcast. You got, I always got to say that. Yeah, Mitchell, friend of the podcast. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Um, Connor. You ready for pick number 11? I'm more than ready for this one. This one's easy to me. I'm taking Quincy Wilson. I'm oh, getting the Saints a defensive back. One of I, This is Ben Miller's guy forever. Yeah. He's a top three corner in this class for me. The Sidney Jones injury has broken my heart, and I can't take him here yeah. right now. So I'm taking Quincy. They want a physical press corner. Listen, they've been trying to trade for Malcolm Butler or figure out how to get Malcolm Butler. The consolation prize is Quincy Wilson at 11. I'll take it. They'll be good with him. I like it. Um, I'm going to jump on 12 quick. Um, um, you, I mean... O.J. Howard is is sitting there. Marshawn Lattimore sitting there. O.J. Howard is I sitting know, there. I know, but I think <laughs> Steven Nelson's favorite I know. Prospect. I love O.J. Yeah, Howard, too. And, and to I've actually had this problem with O.J. Howard doing mock drafts before. It's like, where am I going to put him? Because I think he's a top 10 talent, but it's hard to find a fit. So if Marshawn Lattimore, I don't think he falls this far on draft night. I know Connor's down on him, uh, which is why he is available I'm, here. I'm more scared than more scared. Than yeah, yeah. And this mock draft is being done under the assumption that the Browns do not move. Move, that, which yeah, no trade. I up. feel like they will. I do right. too. I feel like they will. If they're a, smart, they will. If they're dumb, they'll take Trubisky number one overall. And I love Mitch, <laughs> but I'm not passing on Miles Garrett. No, absolutely not. You're right. And, but they are the Browns, so we have to operate under the assumption that <laughs> they are dumb. Classic. Guys, you don't take a guy Sorry, who Jake. doesn't know how to nay-nay with the first overall pick. I learned that <laughs> two first episode of Sticks Football Podcast. Yeah. Even bro. Yeah. Holds Ryan Switzer when he's scared at yes. night. I mean, come on, that's QB one right there. All right, so you're going Marshall. I'm going Marshall Lattimore. Yep. And okay. now you've got uh, Arizona with the quarterbacks on the board. Then this couldn't have been easier for me. It's Pat Mahomes yeah. right here. Get Bruce Arians the big arm quarterback he wants. Right. We know they have interest in Mahomes. A lot of interest, they have a lot yeah. of interest in Mahomes. So 
Uh, Miller, there might be a chance that Mahomes somehow goes earlier than this in the draft. Wow. There is a chance wow. because we don't really know what Buffalo is going to do yet, and I think Mahomes could go. I have a. I, I think I can say this publicly. I hope so. Well, I'm about to fire it off. I have a bet with Mahomes' dad, <laughs> a steak dinner bet over if he will be the first quarterback drafted or not. I said no. His dad obviously said like yes. A Trump steak or a good steak? A good steak. Okay. Like uh, he's an know. MLB pitcher. They eat good steaks. Yeah, yeah. So. for yeah. the. New York Mets, uh, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, from the state of Texas. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm uh, I'm pretty confident I'm going to get that steak dinner. But can, can, I, right. I do love Pat. Answer this question as quickly as you'd like. Is Mahomes at 13 or earlier? Like Connor just said, is this a media creation or? Is this a true talent thing? It's a true talent thing. I, I've told this story to a couple of people now. It was it was October because it was right around Halloween, and I text a scout who covers the state of Texas and said, with the way quarterback play is where you have to develop everyone, mm-hmm. why not just take Mahomes in the first round and develop his tools? Yeah. His reply to me was, because you would be fired. <laughs> that was in October. Sure. Now we're in April, and everyone's talking about, hey, maybe we draft this kid in the first round. So I think that the the league looked at this quarterback class and said, okay, we're going to have to develop them all anyway. Let's get the guy with the best tools. And he definitely has the best tools. I I, and I, I like Pat Mahomes. You listen to him in all the interviews. He's saying stuff that you're like, oh, well, I like. I really like this kid, in, yeah. in addition to the, the arm talent that's there. But can I, I do want to say something real quick. This is the classic case of the NFL. <laughs> it's Matt Miller's podcast. <laughs> no, but this is the NFL, the creation of the NFL with the quarterback position, which I get it. But man, I, it's crazy to me. Mm. I'm sorry, it's crazy to me. Pat Mahomes in the top 15. I get the big arm. Yeah, I get the yeah, talent. Yeah. I think this is the biggest roll of the dice, and and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. That's what I say. It, it is. It's and guaranteed. this is what Steve Kahn has to juggle, right? I understand getting a guy to replace Carson Palmer. Yes. This team can still win right now. Yeah, Corey Davis here. Let's talk, get in, I mean, getting another instant receiver. impact player. Yeah. OJ Howard here. They have had trash heaps at tight end. Uh, and they just paid uh, God, someone. The, the old thing Darren Fells. No, yeah. no, he Darren Fells is gone. Uh, Troy Nicholas is. They drafted Troy Nicholas. They do have Gresham. Jermaine Gresham. Yeah. Yeah. They extended. I said it took me that long to think. It's that irrelevant that yeah. they gave him that much money. It's that irrelevant. That's how big of an impact That's, he will be. You paid him. Whatever. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> pick fourteen. Um, our beloved friend Adam Lefko has turned the volume up here. Yeah. For his Philadelphia Eagles. Let's make him wait just a second. If it okay. happens, like, if it happens like this. Carson Wentz is going to be the happiest person on planet Earth. As okay. will Adam Lefko because it's uh, yeah, as our. On uh, Facebook yeah. Live today, Ron CMC, baby. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I, love McCaffrey. I love that. Who is, honestly, if you and I had a child, it would be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Well, Wait, if I was way more athletic. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what What just happened? Pause. <laughs> I mean, think about Moving it. Moving on. Now. <laughs> yeah. If you combined our genetics... Uh, it would be a slower. Oh even yeah, though, you know, your, your genetics to Ed McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. and his mom and was his a mom, and his such jokers. Grandfather was an Olympic silver medalist. Yeah, but yeah, we okay. are also Makes deceptively athletic right, right. as short white guys. <laughs> Nailed it. So that's Nailed that's it. right. It. All right, McCaffrey at fourteen to the Eagles. One more before you get the Two true more. star. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't get to cut you off ever. I'm I always mean, behind the in the control room. I have to let you speak. I know. This is my one chance. But you're right. Two more. Two more picks. <laughs> and then the more. star of the show. That's great. All right. Pick 15. It's Charles Harris. The Colts need to get a pass rusher. I think he's the best one here. I, I, he's such a weird player because mm. I think so, some teams are hot on him in the top 15. I think yeah. some teams are completely out because there's two tales of the tape. You have 2015 where he's a dominant pass rusher, asked to do different things. 2016, not as great. Listen, the Colts gotta build that defense. It's for me, it's Charles Harris. Yeah, and that scheme wrecked him this year. Uh, it really did. Um, it's just dumb. I feel like this is like again, kind of worst case scenario for the Ravens because I would have gone Charles Harris. I don't like any of the edge rushers here. Not McKinley. Not Barnett. Um, You're out on Lawson. Out on Lawson. I'm gonna go Corey Davis. Uh, they need a number one receiver. Yeah. Um, they've same pick as Facebook Live again. Same pick as Facebook Live. They've missed badly on some receivers in the past. Steve Smith retires. I, I just Perriman. don't trust this group. Yeah, Rashad Perriman. I don't trust that dude at all. Um, just to run straight in a in very fast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when your starting receivers are Mike Wallace and, and Michael Campanero, 
I'm going to go Corey Davis. Uh, quick story about Brashad Perriman, if I may. Yes, yeah, please. Uh, please. Why you're Met, here. Met and interviewed him at the NFLPA rookie premiere right after he got drafted. Uh, nice kid, for, I'm going to say that. But I was like, so on draft night, you get picked, greatest moment of your life, um, and then the discussion becomes about you being overdrafted. Um, what, what, Hell of a late intro. Yeah, but I'm like, how does that make you feel as an athlete? He's like, what do you mean, overdrafted? And I'm like, well, well I mean. Said, well, you were overdrafted. <laughs> you went earlier than people. It, it became like this oh. kind of a semi-uncomfortable moment. He handled, I, listen, I I admire him for standing up for his his ability and being confident in himself. But I was like, That's oh. true, though. Pro day, true. pro day 40s are fake, by the way. Pro day 40s are I'll, very I'll fake. I'll die on that hill forever. <laughs> yeah. Pro day 40 truthers. Yeah. I got you. All right, so that's going to do it. 16 picks. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll have Curtis Samuel on. And then after Curtis joins us, we'll, uh, we'll finish up the mock draft. So we'll be right back, guys. Welcome back to episode two of Stick to Football. I'm Connor Rogers, joined by Matt Miller of Bleacher Report. And now we're joined by our guest, the man who ran somehow the quietest 4-3-1 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine, the blazing fast Curtis Samuel of Ohio State. Curtis, I got to ask you, because I'm from New York, and you don't see, surprisingly, a ton of pro NFL players come out of New York City. What was it like for you growing up in Brooklyn and what your recruiting process was like all the way up until now, being, you know, who's going to be a pro football player coming out of New York City? It was great for me, you know, just being a kid out of Brooklyn and uh, just just living this big dream, you know, being able to go to college, a big-time school like Ohio State, you know, just being able to have the opportunity I have now, you know, to um, go to the National Football League. But, I mean, it was tough. It was a grind, you know. New York was so-called not really known for football, uh, you know. So uh, I had the gifts, you know, to allow uh, some scouts to, you know, flow into the city and, you know, look at some other kids. And I'm just fortunate enough to just to do the things I do now because, I mean, it's great. You know, a lot of guys are coming out of Brooklyn now, everybody making a name for themselves, and I'm just proud of that. Like Connor said, it's so weird. You ran such a great 40-yard time, and no one was talking about it. Like, did John Ross just overshadow you? Like, what happened, man? You run 4-3-1, everyone in the world should be talking about it. So, like, have you been reminding teams, like, hey, I'm – I'm actually really, really fast, too. No, I mean, I don't have to really remind teams. I mean, they've seen it for the time. I feel like I don't have to really say anything. I feel like I did a great job at the combine. I really was focused on myself and, you know, going out there and just, you know, all the training that I put in at Exos in Arizona. Uh, Just, you know, going out there running a good 40 time. I mean, it's 40 time. I mean, everybody talking about that. I mean, I guess mine's not talked about, but, I mean, fast is fast. So, I mean, it's nothing I really have to say about that. Curtis, the last time Bleacher Report did a feature on you was when you were in high school coming out of Brooklyn, and you compared yourself to Percy Harvin, obviously just a versatile weapon, and we saw you used like that at Ohio State, tons of different roles. Obviously, you can catch the ball coming out of the backfield, you can play a little receiver, outside runs, inside runs. Do you still agree with that comparison, or would you compare yourself to someone else right now? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, mean I mean, just going into college, you know, I just grew up watching him. I mean, that was kind of like... Just a childhood thing for me. I, I just, I just want to be myself. I don't really like too much comparisons, you know. I just, uh, just want to be Curtis Samuel, you know, just a great football player that's a versatile guy, you know, could do running back and receiver stuff. So, you know, I mean, comparisons okay, but I mean, I just want to be myself. All right, so we have to ask you about all this talent you played against at Ohio State. Like every day in practice, you were going against future first-round picks, guys like Eli Apple, Marshawn Lattimore, Malik Hooker, Gary Conley. Who was the one that you would, like, beat up on a practice, though? Like, out of all those guys that you've played against who are in the NFL or going to be in the NFL, uh, who was the one that you would smoke routinely? Uh, I, I, I want to say smoke. I mean, we don't just put anybody on the field at Ohio State. I mean, those guys are first-rounders and top picks for a reason. But, I mean, I spend most of my time on the inside. So, I mean, me and Malik went out a couple of times at practice, you know. He got me sometimes. I got him. But, I mean, we produce great defensive backs. So, I mean, I'm not just out there just smoking everybody, but, I mean, it's some good competition that's going out on that field. So, I got to ask you, as a Texas fan, which schools really DBU? Is it Texas? Is it Ohio State? Those Florida boys you're talking now? You got LSU guys trying to say it's them. I'm going to say it's Texas, but you guys might have a couple more recent guys going to the league. So, do you feel like Ohio State's the real uh, DBU? I would think so. I mean, this I mean, you just got to just look at the uh, the boards and just see who, where, where guys getting drafted and what they're doing at the next level. So, I mean, 
it's not really much talk. I mean, just 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 watching just watching the NFL games, and you'll see for yourself. Now, Curtis, obviously, as we said, you played with a ton of talent over your years in college. If you had to make a three-on-three basketball team from your Ohio State Ohio State teammates, who are the two players you're taking every time? Uh, what? I mean, I just need two more people on my team. Uh, Malik. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, JT got a JT got a jump shot. I think JT. And Malik's like the guy who loved high school basketball. So that's your first pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a he's a freak athlete. I mean, you see that guy on the field. I mean, on the basketball court, it's, it's ridiculous. You'd be surprised. So not to just keep talking about all this crazy Ohio State talent, but like while you were there, there was kind of a quarterback battle um, between JT Barrett, between Cardell Jones. Who's the best quarterback you played with there? And you know, a lot of people are talking about uh, the next guy on the list, too. So uh, of all the quarterbacks you were with at Ohio State, which one do you feel like was the best? Uh, that's not my job, I mean, <clears throat> to really say who's best. You know, I mean, I'm going to go out there whatever quarterback the coach was puts me out there with. I mean, whether it was JT Cardell, I mean, I love those guys. Those guys was, were great to work with, you know. Um, but, I mean, it really was the coach's uh, job to you know, decide which one was better. My job was to go out there and make plays for the team. So, I mean, I, that's on the coach. So we saw you light up the track at the Combine, but one thing we didn't get to see was obviously interviews. What was the weirdest thing an NFL team asked you? Uh, surprisingly, I haven't got asked any weird questions at the Combine. So I'll say that. That's great. Everyone, we were talking to Mitch Trubisky, and he said a team asked him to rate his skills doing the nene. You didn't get anything like that? No, no, it was just straight football with me. It was business. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> You're the first guy in the history of the draft who's had that. Uh, one thing that people don't know about Curtis, obviously they do know about him on the football field, but Curtis did a little singing for us at Bleacher Report a couple of years oh, ago, and I want to see if he remembers this. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Has your singing gotten better over the last three years? That's what we really need to no, know. I put the singing to bed. I put the singing to bed. That's just a little, a long time thing. <laughs> well, Curtis, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck this week. Obviously, a huge week for you and your family, and we're cheering for you, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Welcome back to Stick to Football. That was our guy, Curtis Samuel, who I think has a chance to sneak into the first round, by the way. He's a Brooklyn guy, so I hope so. New York City kids that make it to the NFL, I don't think people realize how good you have to be to get that early exposure. And this is a guy who has uh, long-standing ties to BR, our own Adam Donaldson, Hunter Mandel. As you heard, he he sang for us, and we played yeah, it back to yeah, him. He, he loved that, he, by loved, the way. he can't wait to sing again for Bleacher Report. <laughs> if he goes in the first round, he might be singing. Uh, <laughs> I would be, Tomorrow too. Night. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn! Yeah. All right, so first 16 picks, uh, should we? do you want to recap them at all? Or should we just go right into 17? Let's dive right in. Yeah, we'll dive right into 17, Washington. Connor, you're up. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to lay down this ground rule. Episode two, we don't say the R word on the Stick to Football podcast, so thank you for introing them as Washington. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate that. Oh, very fair. Okay, so I'm looking way ahead with this pick. It's Deshaun Watson. I knew what you were going to do. Because, That's what's great. Because Ooh, buddy, Kirk Cousins is leaving after this year. It's happening. For what price? $24 million oh, a year. For $24 million dollars in San Francisco. What price for Washington? What are they going to get in return? He can walk. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. Zero. Oh, God, they, they played this so badly, but that's another conversation. That's brutal. But they get super lucky, hmm. and they get a very capable starting winning, a winner at quarterback confident. He was in today. Just yeah. confident. This is a great so like for him, too. Dude, yes. John Gruden would turn this kid into a star. Yeah, I love it. I well, John would, but Jay probably should. Too. Or Jay, I'm just sorry. I'm, you, I'm an people asshole. point out Wrong the people, people point out the interceptions. People point out the volleyball. The, the whoa, Stephen L English Nelson? L for L. Nelson. Point out the ball velocity. I am oh. not going to raise my hand with the who is picking against the Sean Watson to succeed. Group, I'm not no, going to be a part of that. Pass on that because I will bet you. I think that he has things he a... needs to work on. Yes, of course. Yeah. But he doesn't. I don't feel like his arm strength is a deficiency. And this coming from the guy who had Teddy Bridgewater number one overall, by the way. So arm strength and skinny legs don't New really turn Miller. me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I like smart quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and I like guys who can do something when the pocket collapses. And again, 100%. in a big moment, 
Madden Sim against Lefko, final drive of the game. If he scores, he wins. He scored in a video he's game in addition moment. to real he's life. Big moment, Watson, yeah. on every level. All right, I, I like it. Hot pick at seventeen. You're all about the hot picks. Really today. is. I know. In this draft, he's trying to wow. get this podcast clicks. Yeah. So he's like, I'm trying to outtake Miller do? so I get attention. Uh, <laughs> That's Twitter. That's what Twitter does. Ear bait. Um, all right, pick eighteen, second for the Tennessee Titans. I already typed this in. That's how confident I was. It's OJ Howard. Let me get Marcus. An athletic tight end up the seam. Delaney Walker's getting older. Uh, Connor went linebacker. Hassan Reddick at five. I know we need a corner. Uh, I think around three, this corner depth is good. Get up. Gosh, OJ Howard might be an all pro as a rookie in this offense. So, and, and, they, last year we saw them really beef up the O line for the run game. He just so happens to be the best blocking tight end in the class. Yeah, I mean, I love that haul. You come away with Hassan Reddick and OJ Howard, two in, in, Pretty heavy. instant impact players. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that haul. With the Bucks, this is interesting because I think if you didn't have the off-field questions with Dalvin Cook, I think he'd be the pick here. But yeah, he would. Be. It's a hard sell for me there, and you don't I, want to keep him in Florida. I don't want to keep him in Florida, uh, and I want to get Jameis Winston help in the trenches. I'm taking Cam Robinson here, and I did that on the draft show today. Yep. Do it again here. Listen, I know they have Demar Dotson. I know they have Donovan Smith. This guy is an upgrade, I think, over both those players, and who knows how long Dotson will be there at right tackle. Right. Cam will help the run game. I think he's going to improve as a pass protector over time, and you get Jameis Winston help. He's one of those guys that during the year I got down on, and Me then too. I sat down to write a scouting report, and I looked at all my notes, and I watched a couple more games. It was like, what was I? Like, why did I get down on him? And, and I don't know if it was outside influences or if I just expected him to be more than he was, but he's a really good player. Like, and, he can be a left tackle in the NFL. And I'll tell you probably why you got down on him, because this is why I did. I would watch a play where he gets beat for a sack, and I'd say, God, that was awful. Mm-hmm. And then 95% of the rest of his game is yeah. great. And you know what? If you're getting that out of him, a guy gives up a sack once in a while but is flawless on other or looks great on their plays, a tackle in the NFL, you take that right yeah, now. So offense absolutely. plays awful. All right, so with the Broncos up next, interesting situation here. I'm just going to update how Miller's big board looks. Conley there at the top. Yeah. You're not touching him right now in the first round. Like David Njoku. But then Forrest Lamp, Garrett Bowles. Yeah. You would lean Bowles over Lamp for this team. Right, because but, they need a tackle, not a guard. But... Joku? Oh, I'm taking David and Joku. Okay. If I can, I don't know who the quarterback will be next year, but I know who the badass tight end will be in that David and Joku. Like this guy's, he's a freak. Like there's no other way to put it. And he's just scratching the surface of how good Due he can be. Due respect to Jeff Hireman, Virgil Green, AJ Derby. I'm gonna run a two tight end set. Hell, I might go Jim Harbaugh and run a three tight end set on you if I got these guys. So. Um, Maybe not the biggest need, but I love a Joku there. And I just saw who you're picking next, and I'm so upset because I wanted him to fall. Yeah, he's just too good. I'm taking Gerard Davis for the Lions. And, oh, Miller. Uh, Miller. Nelson with the grunt. Well, no, I just I don't like uh, NFC North teams not called the Bears. He wants them to Fair. do poorly. Yeah, and he likes to pick. Yeah. Gerard Davis, I think, is a do-it-all linebacker. I think he could obviously run cover. He can even get up to the quarterback a little bit, but... But I just think this is a need for them, and he's he's an instant starter for them. Like I right said away. earlier today, watching them in 2015, he was the best player on the defense, and that was a loaded defense. So that's he's a great the, pick. He's the guy in the middle that calls the shots. Yeah. Um, so Miami probably a little heartbroken that Njoku just went two picks prior. Yep. We're going to make it up to him because we know Dolphins fans love Lamp. It's Forrest <laughs> Lamp, baby. Uh, listen, this is the only kid who shut down Alabama all year. Playing left tackle for Western Kentucky. He held his own against a defensive line that has multiple first-round picks. So he could play, I think, guard. He can anchor the other side of that line opposite Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. You could even play him at left guard and just form, like, a power duo over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like the, the 49ers when they had Joe Staley and Mike Potty and just steamrolled everybody. You could, do a, you could have a lot of fun with him at guard in Miami. Um, if Connor was in charge of that pick, you would have selected Buda Baker. That's right. Uh, but you don't <laughs> get Buda heart. Baker here at 22 because he's going to the Bears, baby. No. <laughs> A million, you think he's going to fall? I think Buda could fall, man. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I really do. And I know we all love him. A lot, yeah. and we've called him like a poor man's honey badger. And like, yes, but I think there's a chance he could fall a little bit. What do I always say when we talk about Buda Baker? We're we are Buddhists. Buddhist. 
Um, all right, pick hands. I don't twenty-three. Know right. <laughs> I'm sorry, my daughter tried buying a bunch of little Buddha dolls at the store to decorate our house before you came to visit Missouri. Yeah, I went on this holy. We have to decorate our house right now. That's why I have a seventy-inch part of a cow in my living room, That's, which is great. And she way. was trying to buy all these Jeff Buddha Biden. dolls, and I was like, "This is why she's watching the show and heard the Buddha Baker love." Love it, so love the, it. This I'm all is bored. tough for me with the Giants because I. I should, I was praying Gerard Davis would fall here, and then I yeah. took him earlier. So I talk about screwing this up. But uh, so no Gerard Davis here. No, for no New York. Gerard. Yeah, no Gerard Davis. I'm taking Zach Cunningham. And here's Oof. the knock on Cunningham, and it's fair. Miller makes it a lot. He misses a lot of tackles. Miller no likey. But what I will tell you with Cunningham is he gets some plays that most linebackers can't. And the Giants haven't had a player like that in the middle of their defense in forever. Since, like, Carl Banks? Yeah, and it's they need to get one. I like Cunningham's upside. I think he's going to get stronger, and, and he's going to start. He would start right away for them if this was the pick here. I had to go down to 52 to find him on your big board, Miller. Oh. Yeah, so the story I've heard about the Giants, though, is that Jerry Reese doesn't value linebackers. Seems and that, that he way. has, like, a hard rule against drafting them early. Yeah, with Cunningham, I just saw too many missed tackles. If he gains 10 pounds, Maybe it, it could be okay. Giants defense first for a team that... May want to another team I wanted to take down on Cook, offense, but okay. the Maras, uh, oh, yeah, the Josh Brown good. incident last year was a disaster. But they really do when they draft kind of avoid players with any off field issues, and they could go offensive line. Uh, Garrett Bowles would be interesting here, would be. um, they need I, help with that. Ryan Ramchek would be interesting here, but they are a hard team to figure out. Um, the, the good news about the Giants is we will probably know by Thursday because they are the worst team in the NFL at keeping secrets when it comes to this. Uh, your now Chicago that, Bears know this <laughs> because they moved ahead <laughs> of them to get Leonard Boyd last right. year. So, And we all knew Eli Apple the year before that. So, um, uh, Oakland Raiders, 24. No. I'm, I'm going to do something that not many people will agree with. Oh, You've boy. been dying to do this today. I've been dying to do this all day. I'm going to select Joe Mixon. For the Oakland Raiders. I know oh, about back. the off-field. I've seen the video. It is horrible. It is awful. Uh, in zero, like, ma- making him a draft pick does not condone what he did when he was 18 years old. Um, you hope that it, he just settled this court case. Uh, they issued a joint statement, he and the girl who he assaulted. I know the Raiders have traditionally stayed away from domestic violence cases because of uh, Fred Blitnikoff and his family situation. This is what I would do, not what they would do. And I think that Derek Carr needs a running back like this, someone who can catch the ball out of the backfield, someone who is a dynamic, powerful runner in the Le'Veon Bell mold. So it's tough because you have to separate the player from the prospect. And he's from, played high school, about an hour and a half from the Coliseum. Now I know the Raiders are moving. The Raiders did more work on this kid pre-draft than anyone. There are like I know I get this all the time on Twitter. Raider fans are like, there's no way we would draft Joe Mixon. You've spent a lot of time with him yeah. to not draft him. Yeah, well, there's I'll smoke, say. there's fire, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, and he's you know it, listen. Last year I had Tyree Kill off my board because of his situation, mm-hmm. and you've seen how productive he's been. I've been at Arrowhead when they're chanting his name, so yeah. and, fans and, and, would move on quickly. In fact, matters running back makes a ton of sense. Marshawn yep. situation, who the hell knows? And who knows uh, how good he even is anymore. So, a running back for Miller and Oakland at 24, which means 25 to Connor and the Houston Texans. And they take Deshaun Kaiser. And listen, this is a team that it seems everyone knows they want in on Pat Mahomes. I don't yeah. think they're going to pull the trigger on going that far up to get him because you have to find your way into the top 15. You probably have to jump Arizona. You might even have to jump the Bills. I don't think they could do it. Not after giving up a second to get rid of Brock Osweiler. Exactly. So the Capitals not there to make the move. They settle for Kaiser, another you know big arm quarterback, has talent. Obviously, disastrous situation in Notre Dame, but this is a Bill O'Brien guy to me, and I think they have to find an answer at quarterback. And I think at this point, this feels like the Paxton Lynch of this year's draft, where you know he's raw, and you know you have you know mentally you got he has to get it together. But in terms of raw talent and a great coach like Bill O'Brien, I think this fit makes sense. I like it. I, I mean, yeah, I think that's exactly what they should do. But I, I I've been told yet. that they are not in on him. So we'll see. I, I think quarterback, offensive tackle, corner are pretty high on their board. Um, how do you like this segue? Speaking of uh, offensive tackles. I tackle, was just going to say it. I'm trying to take your job. Uh, you like, but, yeah. <laughs> not uh, a hard at thing to do. Your job's much harder than mine. Yeah. You guys turn a camera on and I talk <laughs> about football. It's pretty difficult. Uh, offensive tackle. Offensive tackle, Garibalds. I, I think from a scheme and personality fit, he's so perfect for Seattle and for Tom Cable because he is he puts a helmet on and becomes a wild man. And I, I think Tom Cable loves that. So, Bulls, it, this would be a very, very quick pick for me. Bingo, bango, bongo. Um, that would be their what? 
third uh, third yeah offensive lineman added this because they added yeah. Jokel and Abushi. Yeah, so not great additions, but yes, they've made a couple. Um, and after going Jermaine Fetty last year in the first round, it would be back to back offensive lineman around one. But they—that's how badly they need offensive line help. Uh, Miller, you do not get the Chiefs. Connor does twenty-seven. And, and I'll admit this pick might seem like a reach, but I'm taking Raquan McMillan because I do think they they solve linebacker this spot. Listen, Derek Johnson's going to be 35 years old this year. And coming off an Achilles. And coming off an Achilles. you got to answer linebacker. Now with McMillan, I don't call it a reach because it's just there's not a lot of upside there. I think he's going to be a really solid day one starter. Yeah. He can he can run. He can cover a little bit. He's sideline to sideline defender. He's not a, he doesn't wow you like Ruben Foster or Hassan Reddick will or Gerard Davis, but I think he's a really solid pick. Uh, selfish question. Preface this with a hashtag, go Beavs. <laughs> what does Kansas City think of DJ Alexander's future? Pro Bowl, special teams this past yeah. year? I, I think that that's it. I think they see him as a special teams player. They love his leadership and they love the contribution there. I don't know that he'll ever be more than that. Like in my conversations with them, it has never come up that, mm. you know, like, hey, we think he might move into the lineup here and become a guy. Sure. But the upside's there. I mean, he's just so small for the inside linebacker position in a 3-4 that I think he's kind of limited there. Again, selfish question. Just covered him when he was at Oregon State. Thought I'd ask. Love it. Uh, moving on with the mock draft from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Dallas Cowboys at 28. Everyone talks about pass rusher here. I look at what they did in free agency, letting Mo Claiborne and Brandon Carr walk. I'm going corner, Tredavious White. Okay. I mean, they've got to replace, what, four yeah. players from the secondary? And I think Byron Barry Jones. Church, Wilcox. Yes. And looking at Byron Jones, I think ultimately he's a safety, not a corner, which I would love to see him just play free safety, which I know he did quite a bit last year. Anthony Brown's a, a solid player, could potentially be a great steal because they got him in the sixth. But mm. I, I think Trey White is like one of those guys that has just not been talked about enough, how great of a player and person he is. Uh, I like that pick, Trey White. Connor? Listen, I like Tredavious White a lot just because he could do so many different things for you up front. Mm. He could play in the slot. I think he'll be okay outside. I wouldn't consistently play him there, but he's also a great special teams player. But, I mean, moving on to the Packers at 29. Yeah, I'm just going to leave the podcast for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I don't even love this pick because I don't love this player, but this is more of me just doing my homework on the Packers. They love big corners, and they like physical, athletic cornerbacks. I think they need help in the secondary, so I went with Marlon Humphrey, and... I don't even know if he's going to – listen, I know Felder made the argument he could be a safety at the next level. I don't love him playing downfield over the top, but I do think the Packers would want a big corner. And I here. know teams like him so much more than a lot of us do. Yeah, he'll be long gone before yeah, this pick. Yeah, way gone before this yeah. pick, yeah. I mean, he could go off the boards early as 11, and it wouldn't wouldn't be a great surprise for me. And then that puts me on the board. Yeah, we done with the Pittsburgh Packers? Steelers. We are We're done with the Packers. Okay, so, I'm back. Yeah, welcome back, back. Nelson. Yep. Um, yeah, 30 Pittsburgh Steelers. You're okay talking about them, right? <laughs> yeah. I think they need uh, a lot of help on defense. We saw them go corner safety last year with Artie Burns and Sean Davis. I'm going to go edge. Uh, Tack McKinley, I think, is an amazing fit in that defense, in that scheme. I know he's sidelined with the, the shoulder surgery, but has a shot to be back early in his rookie year. So I, I when sometimes you see picks and you're like, this makes too much sense not to happen, and and that's that's definitely one that I like. Connor, you have any problems with McKinley going there? No, not at all. I, I think he's a guy, number one, he's a senior. He has tons of starting reps. I think he'll yeah. be healthy in time, and I think he could play right away. And I think he's a really smart run defender. I think he reads and reacts really well, and he can get after the quarterback. We've seen that before, so it's a, that's a great pick for the Steelers. The hard I, thing for you at 31 is Atlanta needs a pass rusher so bad, mm-hmm. and we've had a run on them a little bit here. Like McKinley... Um, you know, Malik McDowell's here. Yeah, Derek I'm gonna Barnett's go, here. I'm going to go with a guy. Wow, Barnett is there too. That's tough. What about your guy, Lawson? I, I typed it in already. I just didn't hit enter. Oh. Um, I was getting into it. I know, you know, Miller's not as high on this guy. I like what Carl Lawson can do. I would really like to see him in Atlanta across from Vic Beasley. I think he'd bring a little more violent violence to his game with those strong hands and pushing tackles back. Why Vic is obviously a speed rusher. So I mean, I think that's a nasty tandem. They've helped. They've signed help up front. So I mean, Carl Lawson that front seven. Get back to the Super Bowl. Are you taking your personal thoughts about Carl Lawson aside as much as you can? Yeah. That picks in. He is on the Falcons. I like it because they need a pass rusher. I just worry about his injury history. You know, he's he's been so banged up. Cracked up. He had a knee before that. I want to say. So I just worry about when you look at how long is this dude going to hold up. And I know that's a conversation we've had about so many players. Uh, on Facebook this week about 
you know, we have all these hurt guys, and it's uh, how long are they going to hold up versus how long's their did, contract? Did the Falcons work out Lawson? I know they worked out Tack, um, Basham, and maybe so. Barnett. Probably Barnett. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think so. I don't believe they did. Okay, I'm just curious. So, yeah, hey, you know, no, just curious. It's totally fair. Um, okay, last pick of this first round mock. Yeah. Pick 32. Not the New England Patriots. No, because they don't want draft picks, apparently. Um, I'm going to go Taco Charlton for, for New Orleans. I think Taco is a really intriguing talent. There are times where he looks like Chandler Jones, and there are times he looks like he shouldn't be drafted. Uh, so it's about getting consistency from him. But in this defense, because uh, earlier in the draft at pick 11, they got Quincy Wilson. Uh, so now we get a, a pass rusher. I was If there had been a quarterback, a better quarterback on the board, I would have considered that here as a, a guy who could be the, your QB of the future. But... There's not. So I'm going to get that pass rusher opposite Cameron Jordan. Connor, rebuttal, thoughts? No, I mean, that's it makes a lot of sense. When you look at what the Saints – the Saints are so interesting to me is because with having two picks in the first round this year, you say, hey, they can find their quarterback for life after Breeze. But then you say maybe Sean Payton is going to be hang him up after Drew Breeze leaves and they just go all in and build the defense here. And that's exactly what me and Miller did here. But yep. you got Taco Charlton – and then, you know, at 11, I went with uh, Quincy Wilson. You get two physical defenders, and your defense looks a lot better all of a sudden. So much better. Yeah, it does. Okay. So I'm looking now at your big board. Connolly, just the man on an island right yeah. there. Uh, John Ross, still on the board at this point. Derek Barnett, Ramchick, Kamara, Baker. I think with, obviously Conley falls because of the off-field. John Ross, I think with the injuries, has a very good chance to slip into round two um, on Thursday or on Friday night, excuse me. Derek Barnett probably comes off the board somewhere in the middle first round. Yeah, I think so too. I think we just kind of, I, I don't want to say forgot about him, but he's he, just not a great he, fit he's just in some a of these tough places. Fit. Yeah. Right. I think with Ryan Ramchek, again, you have a guy who had a hip labrum tear. Mm. He has shorter arms. He was a one-year starter at Wisconsin. I could see him slipping. Um, I, when the final mock draft comes out Thursday morning, I believe he'll sneak into my first round. We'll kind of see how it goes right now. But uh, he is a hard guy to place. Some other names that you've seen, heard, reported as first-rounders. Chidobe Awuzie. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, it just breaks my heart looking at Sid's name right there, Sidney Jones. Right. He deserves uh, to go in the first round. And then Kevin King. So Who King got <laughs> pushed big time because of one, like, length, 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 yeah, length, length, test. length. Right. And I just have, I, I don't know. I the, the Kevin King one stunned me a little bit just seeing how. He went from a fun fourth-round player to a top-20 pick. It's mind-boggling. I, I can't justify that. Yeah. Watch him play. Watch what Sidney Jones is, you know, on the other side can compare. You don't hate Kevin King. No, I like Kevin King, but I like him as a project corner on early day three. I like yeah, him in the third round. Yeah. yeah, if you're taking Kevin King in the top twenty, you're expecting him to play this year, and you're in trouble. I feel the same way about Marlon Humphrey. So yeah, yeah. 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 same but, thing. Which is going to happen? Yeah. So good luck. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's take a short little break. Yeah. And then we're going to come back. We're going to pop some tops, and we're going to answer your questions with our draft on draft segment. All right, welcome back to episode two of Stick to Football. Obviously, that is the mock draft from me, Miller, and our host, Ben Nelson, our guest host. Yeah. But now you know what time it is. Draft on draft, baby. So There's some Bud Heavies yeah, in the house. Bud Heavies. This was all that was in the Bleach Report office fridge. I don't know if it's a holdover from our Bowen days. Well, they do call him Stephen Bud Heavy Nelson. <laughs> so I couldn't find any Pacifico or Asahi. Uh, soon. Uh, yeah, soon we're having Pacifico. Yeah. <laughs> so... Otherwise, I'd be joining you. Um, so, obviously, the draft on draft segment, we want to answer your questions. And as always, we have plenty of them. Yeah, I saw some tweets that people, were actually pretty have... quality in terms of questions. Yeah. So, I'll start us off right here. just And I'll toss this to both of you guys. This runs from Andrew Schur. In my opinion, this wide receiver class is very strong. Although, I've heard people say this class is weak. What's your thoughts on this class as a whole? And I'm glad Nelson's here with us, too, for this, because a lot of this wide receiver class is from the Pac-12, or at least the West Coast, at least the day two guys that are really interesting. So do you guys feel this is a weak class? I think it's weak at the top in that there's not A.J. Green and Julio Jones. Sure. But the depth is really good. Like, just going through the exercise of doing a seven-round mock draft, and it's like, Oh, well, in round two, I have Curtis Samuel and Darius Stewart, and I have Cooper Cup and Zay Jones and Juju Mm -hmm. Smith-Schuster. Cooper who? Uh, King Cup. 
King, King Cup. King Cup. Cup. Yeah. Uh, so there, I, Carlos I Henderson, Connor's Carlos guy. Henderson. Yeah. There's so Why much two? Yeah. What? <laughs> Just yeah. thrown in there. I know. I'm insane. Around one. I'm insane. I do. Sorry. So, yeah. And, and I mean, shoot, you, you can go further down the list. I mean, AM's trio, Chris Godwin from Penn State. Right. Um, no, Brad. No, I'm not. Gonna, listen, I am not going to hold LSU's quarterback play against Malachi Dupree and or Draven Durrell. Draven Durrell. Yeah. Uh, they haven't a guy throw him a ball three years. <laughs> no, no, one guy. No, they don't send Sorry, it's not Pac-12, but I'm just saying. Like, no, no, no. It, they didn't test super well you either. Didn't step outside the Pac-12, right? Yeah. Was Josh Malone better than? Yes. going to be better at the next level than Even though his quarterback may go top two rounds. Yeah. Can we talk about the Josh Dobbs? Talk about first? it. Wait, hold on. We got to answer the question. <sighs> this is what happens when you start receiver. drinking, talk, though. Talk yeah. about it. It just yeah. it flows. Three butt heavy sips later, I'm. Out of control, baby. Um, Chad Hansen. I mean, yeah, Chad Hansen like, so good. So yeah. I, you could get guys that, like you said, they may not be your face of the franchise number one wideout. But Ryan gonna, Switzer. Yeah, another I'm just one throwing of your, names your guys' now. favorites. Yeah. No, 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 but it yeah, makes sense. Um, the Taewon Taylor kid from right? yeah, Kentucky, player, right, right, yeah. right. All right, I got one for you guys. Uh, so uh, yeah, you, you, but the, to, to wrap and finish my sentence, you may not have the franchise number ones, but you're gonna find good wide receivers. Yeah. All right, here we go. From at Jesse Newton, I'm not as good with the names as these guys are. Draft on draft, any shot Tim Williams falls to Dallas in round two, or do you have to trade up in round two to get him? No, I think there's a chance he's there. With every story we've heard, listen, when we were at the Senior Bowl, me and Miller heard a story that. He left for one summer and came back 20 pounds lighter, as in he did not touch a weight. Do you remember what they said, the Alabama coaches? They thought his diet that summer was weed and Jolly Ranchers. Yes, that was the exact words. His diet was weed and Jolly Ranchers. Listen, I hope Tim Williams gets it together because there's a lot to like there as a pass rusher, especially on third downs. Uh, I think he's going to be there for the Cowboys at the end of round two. I don't think they would draft him after just dealing with Randy Gregory, If the Cowboys won't draft you... Good luck. <laughs> yeah. I'm Good thinking luck. about sour Jolly Ranchers uh, right now. Connor, so. is, uh, is Williams taking uh, Mike White of Western Kentucky to Suplex City in his draft oh B-roll? I play it every chance I get. Okay. Right. It's absolutely beautiful. This, the Williams Suplex. <laughs> he can go join Laquan McCowan in the yeah, wrestling. Yeah, so right. Jim Ross or Michael Cole. He's like a top 20 talent, though, is the thing. Yeah. And it's just it, what Felder always questions. says. When somebody calls him a one-trick pony, well, he does that one trick really, really damn well. well. He's yeah. better against the run than people thought, too. I mean, listen, people hung around to take Justin Houston on day two because they were scared of the failed marijuana test. And look, at mm-hmm. Justin Houston turned things around in a big way. I'm not saying Tim Williams would be Justin Houston, but if he turns out to be pretty good, I wouldn't be shocked. He should just go to Kansas City. Next question. Okay. This is from uh, – oh, whoa, I got all screwed up here. All right, from Drew. Sports Drew Rue. He was good – had a lot of good questions last week. That was the one, week. Yes. one that I, that oh, I, I had. Was, I had his question saved, yeah. All right, and we can go right around the table here for this one. Who is your one draft crush this year, and who is your biggest pre-draft crush of all time? Oh, I know, wow. My all-time was Lyle Collins. And just because oh, yeah. I've never had so much fun watching offensive line film where he would he would punish I know people. you know your guys this year. Punish people. It's, it's Carlos. It's Carlos Henderson. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, said, who, I said McCaffrey. Oh, you. McCaffrey's a crush, but he's so good that I feel like I can't yeah. own that. Yeah. Where Carlos Henderson, that's, I that's sit the at the debate. headmaster's table at the club. <laughs> like they <laughs> raise true. the chair, and it's just me and then and Carlos sitting yeah. there. So <laughs> that's a great question. If you uh, know your score, I mean, you're uh, Teddy. Uh, you're Teddy or Alshon or Alshon. No, well, Alshon. Alshon. There's, a lot, there's a lot. Yeah, you deserve Alshon. Yeah. This year, I mean, this year's no surprises, Buddha. Yeah, um, you guys known that runner-up uh, Davis Webb, Sean Mannion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh see. I thought God. you guys would have hit the hit the hit the joke the first time. It's it's no, we don't dumb. embarrass it's people. The other Stephen, we, Mar- we, we, we wait uh-huh. to embarrass it's people on the Stick to Football podcast. <laughs> no, so it, we set you up all time. It's Marcus. Marcus, um, I, I was talking to Deshaun today about it because he brought up. You're such Marcus a name Mariota. No, no, it was it's uh, <laughs> timely, newsworthy. Yeah. And he brought up Marks Mariota, and I was like, uh, he's the best combination of genuinely great human being and yep. incredible athlete that I think I'll ever encounter in my life. Any at, at, at any sport, any Surf level. No, it just Yeah, I don't even tell that story. That's a very self-serving story, so I'm not going <laughs> to tell it. But Marcus all-time Buddha this year. This year is hard for me. It's probably Zay Jones, though. 
just because I I love his family. I, his production was amazing, and it's just like like you were saying, Marcus. Like having talked to Zay over the last year, you just become friends with these kids, and you want mm-hmm. them to succeed. And listen, it doesn't affect my ranking. I have him at forty five overall. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. a, I think he could be drafted ahead of that even. Uh, so it's not one of those things where like, oh, your boy is with so and so. You know, like. Hell, I had Tony Jefferson in the sixth round, and he's yeah. one of my better friends. That's a player, so but it's just a just a guy you enjoy talking to. You're boys with Mike Thomas, and he also ended up being the best receiver from last year's. Class. He had Drew Brees, so I'm not willing to completely stand on the table and tell everybody I was right. Let's yeah. wait and see. But so far, so good. The Mike Thomas era is now with Cookie gone. But <laughs> sorry, too much. You know, odd conversation. I, I I always you know get asked who's your biggest hit and biggest yeah. miss, and I was talking to my my boys from home uh, and they were like you don't take enough credit for Derek Carr hmm. which yeah, 12, I had him 12, 12 overall, overall so yeah I will the one time I'll pat myself on the back on this podcast uh, this week you bring up Zay Jones uh, and you guys know that Felder and I do a ton of recruiting stuff here at BR oh. watch out for the little brother the linebacker Levi Committed to USC. Oh my God. Levi Jones. Levi Jones? Yeah. Oh, he's tackled for the Bengals back in the day. He's, he playing he's like 6'3. <laughs> awful joke. 6'3. Cut that two, out. 220 ish. Um, watch out for Levi Jones. I love it. All right. Full ride, well, baby. How much beer do you have left? <laughs> uh, I got half. You are a slow drinker. Oh, all right. I want to answer all the questions. Wow. Okay. God, I got another selfish. one uh, from Brandon Green at Beat on Green. Favorite brewery you've ever been to or favorite mm. brewery tour you've ever been on? Mm. Okay. I mean, I'll just shout out to my hometown, Westtown Brewery in upstate New York. So, I mean, that's not really anything 42 special. 42 North? But Has anyone been there yet? Mm. I want to go. That's on my, I'm doing a road trip this summer. Niagara, hitting that area. Buffalo, 42 North is up there. Um Obviously, I'm a boulevard guy. Anyone who's followed you me sure, for sure, five sure. seconds on Twitter knows. Their beer hall, though, is like fantastic because the upstairs is like they have food and they but they have all the beer and you can sit outside on the patio. You can play pool. You can play shuffleboard. You can play uh, what's the game with the people who kick the soccer ball? What? Oh, you know, foosball? Foosball, yeah. Oh, the, uh, it's like, what? <laughs> that game. I yeah. thought you were like in real like no, no, physically no. kicking the no, soccer no, no. ball. So they have that. sack? Kickball? <laughs> My favorite one, though, um, Snake River Brewing in Jackson, Wyoming, mm. because you can order s'mores, and they'll what? like bring you the like setup to make s'mores, and they, you have a little fire in the middle of your table. I was going to say, I, I like the like, experience like of making a s'mores. So like, it'd be weird I don't like them one. to eat them at all. No. But it's just I like, like to make them. Um, I'll throw one out there. Okay. Lived in Oregon before coming up here. Uh, a lot of beer snobs in Oregon. I'm gonna say that. Of course, uh, but some good breweries. No Bud Heavies uh, in Oregon. No. <laughs> Crux Fermentation Project <laughs> in Bend. Um, they got Ninkasi as well. So, uh, or yeah, there's good beer in Oregon. I think this is like really what we're best talking about. Is <laughs> not football. It's <laughs> Forget the thing. football yeah. and the mock drafts. Let's the, talk yeah, breweries. Best food at Kaufman. It's definitely the <laughs> cheesy corn brisket nachos in the batting helmet. And it's a full size. Is that the ice cream batting helmet? It's like you could bring it home and wear it. I while brought you get it home. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I also took four bites of it and then passed and out. you're like, no, I'm good on this. <laughs> uh, this one from John Carlton. And this one is fascinating. If Corey Davis ran a good 40, would he be a lock in the top 10? I say no, but he definitely would go a lot higher than he's projected right now, which is top 40. Yeah, I agree. Um, it would have helped. I mean... If he'd ran 4-3, maybe. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> which we knew he wasn't doing. No, because he's probably a high 4-4, low 4-5 guy, he's I probably, would think. Yeah. Um, it would have helped. It would just help more so that he was healthy. Yeah. I think that is the biggest question. Probably Everyone right now is looking at Kevin White and being like, oh, sorry, Bears fan. What the, what the hell, man? My bad. Yeah, that's a, First that's my Predators beat your Blackhawks. Okay, and now <laughs> my Predators. When I heard that on the draft show today, I, I lost it. That's going to be that's gonna be his... Yeah. Chris Sims, my dad, Phil Sims. Yeah. My, my natural, natural predators. predators. By the way, let's what go Rangers. Scumbag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, LGR. Yep, LGR, baby. All right. Uh, okay, this one from John Williams. What's the most surprising rumor you keep hearing from multiple sources? One you keep hearing over and over again. Oh. And you are questioning if it's even going to happen at this point because you hear it so much. The Jets taking Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, it's been running into the The ground. one where I was just like, okay, I don't believe it anymore. Um, I, I, I would bet... Like a lot that the Niners don't take the quarterback at two, and I know they've been connected there so much so that they had Jed York go to Trubisky's workout and then threatened anyone who would leak that information. I'm going to do it because it's the day before the draft. So sorry, Jed. 
Yeah. My bad. <laughs> but love it. Yeah, yeah, you're done with that butt heavy. Butt yeah, heavy done. Heavy's almost I was gonna gone. say. All right. Uh, I uh, can I ask you about one of your most recent uh, buzzes, buzz items? Yes, of course. With Chidobe uh, being round one, um, which team or teams does he fit the best in your opinion? I think he is a great fit for Tampa. Um, at 19, uh, because he could play nickel as well. I think he's a very good fit for the New York Giants uh, because of that nickel capability. Houston. Yeah, um, yeah. well, I just, I, I asked Pittsburgh. Selfishly, I asked selfishly because if he doesn't go round one, the top of round two, and if the Bears are part of that oh. uh, Buddha fall and pass him up, I think Chidobe fits. He's a fit. He's so physical. That would, it would be a good fit there. He'd do a lot. Fit. If, especially if they don't take Marshawn at three. You know, if you go Solomon Thomas at three and then hit... Oh, my God. That would be like... You would have to change pants midway through the draft. <laughs> if they take Solomon Thomas... And Nelson will be running the live show. I'm bringing so, multiple pairs of jeans. Yes. No yeah. khakis. Yeah, diaper, diaper Nelson. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks for humoring me with that. Yeah, okay. I have time for one more question. If yep. you want to hit... I have two more sips left, so let's do it. Okay. As a Chiefs fan, wanting one of Trubisky, Watson, Mahomes, Kaiser, am I going to be disappointed? Uh, start sending prayers, but... No, I mean, Kaiser... I don't think anyone likes Kaiser in the first round, but I think the Chiefs are low-key one of the teams that are going to look into trading up. I really do. I, I think see they that. see... The, I think they have their deficiency, and that's Alex Smith can only take them so far. They have such a good roster. That's a win-now roster. you got to get ahead of Houston at 25. They might even go ahead of Arizona. Oh, man. It's it's going to cost a lot, but if you when have a roster that can win now. When your Jets go from 6 to 12, and then they hop back to 27 and get a future one. Be the greatest thing they've ever done. <laughs> Since drafting Chad Pennington. Yeah, which, God, Chad's is the best. Yeah, he's, he's I, this is my, yeah <laughs> my favorite New York Jet of all time. So, rest uh, in peace um, to his shoulder. But. My, my beer is empty. Um so I think we're Connor gonna, couldn't care chugging. less about the Jets juggling. No, no, <laughs> no I'm out. No. I give up on them. That's an empty can. Um, so it's a big week at Bleacher Report. Obviously, we're gonna be live for every single round. You get to see Stephen on camera live for every single round. Uh, well, I listen. I've always been told you get the face for radio and voice. <laughs> Shut up. Voice for the newspaper. Nothing yeah. is so yeah. humble that it like kind of starts to drive you crazy, and you just want to shake. Especially when he's like, in a room with me. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like, yeah, which is good because my ego takes up the whole room. Yeah, <laughs> and it lets yeah. you in. Yes, <laughs> get some breathing room. But um, next week we'll be back after the draft. Next week is huge. We'll have a lot to talk about, and we don't want to talk about a lot of football, but we'll have no choice because we'll have Jake Johnson on. Jake Johnson of New Girl fame, uh, talking about his Chicago Bears. Back to back Bears fans. Back to back. We also this is a Bears podcast. I haven't even told you this. <laughs> I just got confirmation today. Charlie Uke, the man who runs the NFL Network's draft show, is going to join us and give us all the like dirty secrets behind the scenes. Like, how many bathroom that? breaks does Mike Mayock take? Is DJ a diva? Like, the, well, the, the answer is no. How he <laughs> I produce a live show on Facebook once a week, and I'm already getting gray hair. How does this man produce a live coverage of the NFL draft? It's going to be amazing. He yes. does all three no. rounds. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm splittered yeah. with gray hair. When yeah. he tweeted us joking about, like, oh, I have me on the show. Yes. Like, that's, that's going to be a fascinating one. conversation. Yeah, so next week's show will be a big one. We will recap probably the biggest stories of the draft. Yes. So definitely send us your draft on draft segments. And listen, you guys were so amazing last week. We somehow ended up in the top five sports podcast on iTunes. We want to do it again. Yeah. Subscribe, share, write a review. Good reviews. There's one of you left a bad one, so we were repetitive. No, he listen, said we take ourselves take too bad. seriously. Yeah. Take the it's okay. bad. I don't care. Embrace the comments. Section. We would love to get better. Leave your yeah. comments. We want to get better. Tweet us at NFL Draft Scout, at Connor J. Rogers, at Stephen Double underscore yeah. Nelson. That's the, what we call him around the, the office. The, double underscore. The, the single underscore guy and the no underscore guy, they haven't tweeted in years. And buy them out. I well, you have enough slack bucks. Buy them out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I like I I uh, petition Twitter. Just nothing. Nothing. We're gonna make it happen for you. I'll get I'll get on that for you. And of course, follow us at Stick to Football, where you can send us all your questions, comments, concerns, and critiques. Since we're taking the bad ones, uh, fellas. Thank you very much uh, for wasting your valuable airtime. So humbling uh, on, on me. To, no, I, I had a blast. I really did. And I'm looking forward to the rest of this week. It's going to be a long one, but I wouldn't want to be doing it with anybody else.
Thanks, everybody.